Hey everybody, this episode contains some adult themes and we're going to be getting into talking about that, which might be triggering for some people. So just a warning that this is definitely not an episode to listen to with kids or with children. And if you're listening to it and you might be sensitive to some of the subject matter that involves violence and uh, sexual situations, uh, this is maybe an episode to skip. That being said, we hope you enjoy it. And thanks for listening. Hey, Lance, we're going to talk about a character today that's super violent. Sweet. Finally, the Punisher. No, 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 no. Uh, well, he, he's kind of like an anti-hero with a black and white mask. <gasps> we're talking about my favorite character, Venom. No, no, no. Well, not, no, no. We're going to save Venom for later. It's, it's He's kind of like demonic. Like, Got it. Spawn. Yes. Uh, no, it's, that's, it's not Spawn. It's a, He's got a rose and a tuxedo kind of motif. Um, Are we? Covering tuxedo mask? No, it's Grendel. Grendel. Oh, I love Beowulf. Welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Chris. And I'm Lance. And today, we're talking about Grendel. And not the Beowulf Grendel, the comic indie character Grendel. Most notably known from coming from Dark Horse. Yes, yes. And uh, apologies to everyone that we might have gotten very excited for some of those other topics and characters that we mentioned in the teaser but we will get to a lot of those characters at some point for sure for sure except for tuxedo mask except for maybe tuxedo mask yeah i i, I don't know about that um <laughs> anyway um hey this is a character that we had on our list and i was like hey we should do like an indie character and i'll be honest this is one of those characters i did not know a lot about i it was like like I know it's kind of a classic character and it's an indie character that's been around. And once I got into it, I was like, oh, this is way different and darker than I was expecting at all. Like, yeah, I knew absolutely nothing either about this character. And I just so happened to come across the omnibus for the the first volume of this series and we're, we'll get into the content matter, but wow, I was not expecting what I got. And if you have read Grendel, we'd love to hear people's thoughts on it and kind of what your take on it is. I mean, from what I've read and some comments, I was looking at Reddit and I was looking at some some message boards about like their thoughts about Grendel. And some people don't really like it because I think some of the early stuff is a little hard to get past. But then those people that have stuck with it, they seem really faithful to it. So it's, it's kind of interesting. So let's get into it. We'll start with the bio. Grendel is a long running series of comic books originally created by American author Matt Wagner, originally a noir comic in the style of European titles such as Diabolique. It has evolved into, in Wagner's words, a study of the nature of aggression. The indie comic character has been influential in the concept of modern anti-hero. Over the years, the mantle of Grendel has been held by several characters. The last count, I think, was 15 or so. 
And the story usually centers around a villainous protagonist of some kind. In 2009, Hunter Rose, the first Grendel, was ranked as IGN's 88th greatest villain of all time. The villainous assassin Grendel was one of comics' first villain protagonists, although DC and Marvel had tried before to have titles with limited success. Grendel has gone on to be one of the longest-lasting villain-centric titles in comic history. Grendel first appeared in Comico Primer No. 2 in October of 1982. Grendel soon after got his own black-and-white series, with some red, lasting only three issues. The, the original series did not have red in it. <laughs> oh, the original series didn't have red in it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was I was wrong about that. I thought it did, but it was the reprint when they when they redid it later, they they added the red, but the originals did not. It's because there was so much blood in the series they yeah, needed to throw they it in. Didn't really, it, it <laughs> implied. Yeah. Implied red. Well, that black and white series only lasted three issues. It ended prematurely due to financial issues of the publisher. Wagner considers these issues a rough draft. Wagner later reworked the origin of Grendel in his other series, Mage, in backup stories from issues 6 through 14. The story was called Devil by the Deed and was actually collected by Comico in 1986. And just a little side note, I had never heard of the company Comico. Nope, me neither. Until this so and it's funny because every time you know we're going through the history of grendel it's like and then they had some financial trouble and then they couldn't publish this and then they went bankrupt and it's just like okay well clearly they had some problems it should have been called comic oh no oh no dear um anyway so from 1986 to 1990 an ongoing Grendel series was published by Comico with Wagner as writer and a variety of different artists jumped in. Occasionally, Wagner would also draw. So some of the storylines included Devil's Legacy, The Devil Inside, God and the Devil, and Devil's Reign. I'm sensing a, a theme here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just a little bit of devil thrown in here. Through these several story arcs and different characters holding the mantle of Grendel, the concept of Grendel being the devil or aggression itself, grows to a world-conquering ideal. The series ran through issue 40. After Comico went bankrupt, the series later moved publication to Dark Horse, which has published several trades and omnibuses over the years. Wagner started a new storyline with a new Grendel, Grendel Prime. In 1993, there was a Batman-Grendel two-issue crossover, followed in a couple years by Batman-Grendel 2 in 1996. Grendel Tales, a miniseries of tales that served as a way for various artists and writers to play in the world of Grendel, was released and gave Wagner a method to revisit some stories from the original Grendel as well. This was followed in 1994 by Devil's Quest, which is another original story uh, involving uh, yet another new Grendel. Lots of Grendels out there. Yeah. Grendel Black, White, and Red, and Red, White, and Black, two, two separate things, served as a way to collect some old stories of the character, but also invited many artists and writers to tell their short Grendel stories. In 2007, a new Hunter Rose story was released, Grendel Behold the Devil. This was on the 25th anniversary of the character. 2019 saw release of Devil's Odyssey, an eight-issue miniseries. And new stories have been announced to be coming in the future. 
this was a very truncated version of the publication history because you can tell there was a lot of different versions and a lot of different versions of the character and a lot of them were kind of like collections of short stories but then there's some that kind of have the the main storyline so if that was a little confusing it was confusing for us too but uh wikipedia you know like there's there's other sources that kind of show the main thing but i think the omnibus is which we're going to talk about a little bit later is a great way just to follow the main continuity of the grendel legacy which is not just one character but it's more of just like the the this this legend of grendel it's all it's almost like because he's a villain it kind of makes me think of like you know villains that have lasted but they were different people like like um ghostface from scream you know like the, yeah. the, the ghostface killer like in every movie it's a different killer or killers but it's always ghostface so it's it's not just one and that's that's kind of it's a bad allegory for grendel but but you get the idea with all these different people that have been grendel because there have been so many it just makes me think of like the i'm spartacus no i'm spartacus Mm -hmm. just i'm grendel (laughs) i'm grendel all right well let's talk about the origin of the character and specifically what we're going to focus on is the first grendel known as hunter rose but actually he wasn't always hunter rose because originally he started off as a kid named eddie eddie is a gifted and extraordinarily brilliant kid but because victory and his endeavors come so easily, it all just seemed really boring and not challenging to him. So in desperation, he throws a world championship fencing match and becomes romantically involved with Jocasta Rose, a trainer twice his age. More than twice. More than twice More his age. Than He's twice. like 14 years old and she's like 38 or something. Like 36. 36. 36. Yeah. 36. So she gets sick and she dies and Eddie leaves behind his life and takes on two new identities. Hunter Rose taking on her last name. Uh, Hunter Rose, who has a successful novelist and socialite and Grendel, an elegant costumed assassin and later a very successful crime boss. Now, later on, we're going to in just a bit, we're going to get into like, well, wait, he's a successful novelist. Where did that happen? Well, yeah, because he's super good at like writing and stuff and and just he's amazingly smart. So he's kind of the anti Bruce Wayne in some ways. Like he's it's this is if Bruce Wayne just became a mad assassin, you know, but he also had the secret identity as this like good looking, suave, you know, kind of cool guy um super rich super successful but he kills people so like nemesis but this came a long time before way earlier way way earlier yeah Uh, grendel is hunted relentlessly by argent a several hundred year old native american man wolf cursed with the thirst for vengeance argent works with the police in an effort to turn his curse to good and this is interesting because you have a protagonist who is a villain who's good looking and suave and debonair and his antagonist who is a good guy who is a Quote beast <laughs> like, yeah he's he's and it's and it's it's just interesting because normally it's kind of the flip right i mean it's and i think when wagner uh came up with this he was like yeah i wanted to kind of flip the concept of like well what if the main character is a villain and and it, the bad guy is who you're quote unquote rooting for but you're not really rooting for him because he's a terrible guy and then 
the person that's trying to hunt him is this what we would normally perceive as a evil creature, but it's he's actually trying to do good. <laughs> you know, he's trying to be like, I have to stop this person, but he's also a wolf man. So that's interesting. Who hacks people to pieces too. So yeah, he, he's also pretty, <laughs> this, this book doesn't really have anyone to root for. It's, it's brutal. So uh, a little bit about the character. Uh, his birth name is Eddie. Uh, I don't think there was a last name, but it's just Eddie. No, no last name, just Eddie. Uh, it's very, it's very, it's very mysterious, kind of Joker esque. You know, it's Eddie, and um, I wonder if he's okay. <laughs> His uh, alias is Hunter Rose, and of course, he goes by Grendel. Um, that we're just ta- again just talking about the first Grendel powers and abilities from Hunter Rose, including having a genius intellect. The ability to memorize phone books at the age of four, uh, quote any line from Shakespeare at the age of six. He wrote several short stories and plays, including novel manuscripts when he was a little bit older. And of course, he became a world champion fencer by the age of 14. His main weapon is a staff with two parallel blades. And I must say, this is kind of a cool weapon. It's, it's unlike other stuff I've seen before. And he just kind of wields it like it's it's just very elegant. I mean, even though it's still images, you can tell he's just it's like a second extension of his arm. It's it's really cool looking. It's the deadliest tuning fork you've ever seen. Yeah, it's very deadly tuning, the tuning fork of death. Um, supporting characters include previously mentioned Joe Costa Rose, who is his lover and namesake inspiration. Barry Palumbo, who is a mob boss and Stacy, who is Palumbo's niece who Hunter Rose adopts after he kills Barry Palumbo um, and kind of, you know, takes on this like sort of foster father figure. And Larry Stoller, who is Hunter Rose's sort of one human confidant friend, like he's kind of for some reason confides in him. Um, And then there's antagonists, including Argent the Wolfman, uh, Bernie Jean, who is a terrible pedophile guy, uh, most of the mob bosses on the U.S. Eastern Seaboard, the police, etc., etc. So, yeah, interesting set of characters. And that's just for the first Grendel story, not to mention, you know, like going on in some of the other ones. I like how one of his supporting characters is someone he kills. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, because he's a he's a he's an important guy in his in his history. Yeah, and can we just also include the fact that Jocasta is a predator. Mm-hmm. Like she was 36 years old and he was 14. Like yeah. that's that's horrible. And that's it messed mess, and it messed with his mind to the point where he just developed he's like, "No, I'm, no, I'm a rose." Mm-hmm. It's uh wow, this this whole series is just like a brutal like hit to the soul, really. <laughs> well, speaking of history, Let's go into the archives. Grendel was created by artist and writer Matt Wagner, who we've previously mentioned. Wagner was born and raised in Pennsylvania, specifically in Amish country. Hmm. Soon after finishing art school, Matt released his first professional comic book work as both artist and writer to the lesser known publisher, Comico. That's right. His first published work, was the issue the of an anthology series, which what Primer was. It was an anthology series that would show off the various titles that would be coming from Comico in the future. So first work, Grendel. 
period. Publicated work. This primer issue number two is actually only estimated to have 1,800 copies out there. So if you see one, snatch it up. It's It really gives me the same vibes as uh, a Dark Horse Presents cover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or it ev- or a little bit kind of like the um, San Diego Comic-Con specific issues, the, the older ones, like where Hellboy first appears in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely has that feel to it. Wagner would go on to create the series Mage, which was also published by Comico and then later by Image Comics. And we've mentioned previously, after Grendel uh, had three issues of his own series, Comico had financial troubles so we ended up having it show up as a backup story for mage due to continued financial troubles comico was sold off in 1990 to a new owner resulting in layoffs of the original staff and an attempted brand relaunch they would go under in 1997 wagner would regain full copyright control of grendel in 1993 leading him to take his creation over to dark horse His career would span decades and a wide variety of publishers, including Dark Horse, DC, Marvel, Image, and Dynamite, among others. Other notable works include illustrating a part of Neil Gaiman's The Seasons of Mist story for The Sandman, Madame Xanadu, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Trinity, and Green Hornet. Oh, that's cool. This is just something that I I found out that I enjoyed. In 2022, Wagner participated in Operation USA's benefit anthology book, Comics for Ukraine, Sunflower Seeds, a project by IDW whose profits were donated to relief efforts for Ukrainian refugees as a result of the Russian invasion. And his participation in this book would actually include a new Grendel story about Hunter Rose. It's it's assassination stories for a good cause. Yeah, you know. It's what the people want. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for that uh, good summary. There's some good information there. Um, And... So I'm curious, we've we've both been reading Grendel for the last week or so, and um, what do we have to recommend for our pull list? I actually came across the first omnibus of Grendel uh, that was published by Dark Horse at my used bookstore. I love Book Off, and you can always find older collections there that people bring in for really good prices. So this beast of a book, 600 pages paid thirteen dollars nice. nice. <laughs> i i love finding uh books on deals like that but this this story includes it encompasses the entire run of hunter rose so that first omnibus if you just wanted to learn about the first grendel that there ever was this is the book for you and it specifically starts with devil by the deed which is the story that ran as the backup story for uh the mage series it just tells the the specific story of Hunter Rose becoming who he is, uh, really becoming uh, a victim of Jocasta Rose, and then moving forward with his life, developing developing this uh, persona of Grendel, uh, being bored in his life because he's good at everything he tries, then deciding, oh, I'm going to try out this whole crime lord thing, and ends up becoming a crime lord of the entire eastern seaboard. This is all by the time he's like 19. Yeah. We also find out that he uh, kills Palumbo and takes on uh, Stacy as his ward. So this young girl, I think she's only eight or nine at the time of the story. The thing that was strange to me 
was that Argent, so this the this uh Native American that has been transformed into this man wolf creature also develops a relationship with Stacy. And so these two adult men have this weird connection to this young girl. Yeah, it's like when when Grendel goes out to kill, like Argent comes in and he's like looking for her and then he she she kind of makes friends with him. And so they both she's like playing both of them like is like, hey, you're my friend during the day and you're my friend. At night. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really weird. Yeah. And I think even in this, the first story, Argent is referred to as Stacy's quote unquote special friend. Mm. And it's just creepy. It's a weird situation. I don't like it. It also remind like I promise I have never watched a Twilight movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I have heard stuff in passing and I know that a werewolf gets obsessed with a baby in uh, that franchise. Yeah. And that's the same feeling I got when I read this, this man wolf that is hundreds of years old is infatuated with a nine year old. Yeah. But don't feel bad for the kid because she ends up being like a manipulating little, you know, brat because she is basically playing these two characters this terrible assassin guy and this man wolf against each other because she's like well i'm I'm depressed because i can't have both of them so and they're they hate each other so i'm gonna she like works the system to get them to fight each other to try to get rid of one of them it's 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 kind of it's just like is she a brilliant mastermind too like is she the real villain but behind the series well she definitely murdered her nanny yeah, oh yeah, she definitely, oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yes. She has this nanny that she has for like a week and finds out that she can't swim. And somehow they ended up on a pier and the nanny fell in the water and drowned. Right. And you find out that Stacy overcame it well. So Hunter's talking uh-huh. in the storyline. Like he's like, yeah, she was so, she was so strong through it. She didn't even seem phased. That's because she's a psychopath. This is some Game of Thrones nonsense, right? <laughs> like This is like, and so, yeah, is she crazy because her dad was a mob boss and she's just used to it, like desensitized? Does she find out that Grendel is killing people and she's like, I want to do that too and he'll like me so much? Or like, it, it, there's just, there's a lot of psychological undertones and uh, things happening here. But then, then, I mean, what happens to her is just tragic. I mean, she, she, after both of them die, spoilers, uh, she goes into a mental institution and then she falls in love with her, uh, therapist and comes out, but then they get married. She gets married to a therapist. He assaults her the night of their wedding and she gets pregnant and then starts going crazy again. She has to, live back in the institution for the rest of her life. So he assaults her on the night of their wedding and then he hangs himself in the bathroom. Right. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. This all happens in like the last three pages of this first arc is they got like, she got institutionalized after the events of Mm -hmm. having, because spoilers after Hunter Rose and Argent have their like final battle. Hunter is reportedly killed and Argent is paralyzed from the waist down from the the tuning fork of doom. Yeah. So she's institutionalized because of she's she's real sad. It's traumatized. Yeah. So they said that she's like in a in a state. So institutionalized for 11 years, sees a therapist, ends up marrying the therapist. So that dude's a creep. He assaults her. He hangs himself. 
she gets thrown back into the uh, institution. She has the baby, wants nothing to do with the baby. And then we find out that this baby that she had is the person that's been narrating this entire story. Yeah. (laughs) Who ends up being the next Grendel. Yes. That's where it's like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I read that and I was like, okay, okay. I see the, I see what's happening here. It's like, it's all connected and it's, it's really twisted. And it's like the Grendel verse. Yeah, and, and and yeah, they they definitely are connected. Like even like future Grendels, you know, tie in. And later on, there's there's some of the future Grendels like they're they're trying to find the skull of the original Hunter Rose Grendel, and they're trying to talk to it. So like he definitely taps into this legacy like legend. It's not just individual stories that use the name. There there is some some continuity of like of these original characters, even though you kill off your main character in the first arc, it's crazy. Yeah. And even though we're saying like, yes, Hunter Rose is killed off and that's in the first story, this omnibus is huge because it goes back and tells all these additional stories about this specific character. There is, there is so much going on with Hunter Rose. So don't be discouraged. If you pick up the Omni and you're like, wait, I thought this whole thing was supposed to be about him. It is. There's, plenty of stories to tell within this universe Mm -hmm. so kind of along the same lines my pull list recommendation is also a story that's part of the omnibus that lance mentioned but it's just i think it's a it's my favorite story from hunter rose uh, grendel which is called behold the devil so it is a uh it was the story that came out in 2007 on the 25th anniversary of the character and it's retelling a period from Hunter Rose's journals from the original story that were left blank. So it kind of goes back and retells them from his point of view, from the journals, but also from the point of view of two detectives that were trying to like hunt him down. And the reason I like it is because when I was reading some of the original Grendel stories, like the, the original 1982 ones, I mean, let's be honest, the, the art's pretty rough like the the story's kind of hard to follow it's it's written in this weird like there's blocks of text that are kind of hard to get into um it's uh it's definitely different and i think that's why some people have trouble getting through it and this this story is much more like comic friendly the narrative is much easier to read the art is vastly improved uh, the draftsmanship of the anatomy and the character details, but also the page layouts. There's beautiful double page spreads. That's where the, he starts to uh, integrate these little splashes of red uh, in the black and white. And there's not just stark black and white art, but it's uh, there's some volume shading and grayscale that that adds a lot of depth to the backgrounds. I, I for me, this is kind of a good way to get into it is like, hey, this is kind of what he intended it to be, even though it's important to read some of those early ones if you really like the character. But don't be put off by some of the roughness and the rawness of like the early Grendel storylines, because I'll be honest, like I didn't really like it. I didn't I didn't like the early stuff. I I read some of the later stuff and I was like, okay, this is a comic I like or I could get into Um, the early stuff. Not so much. I understand where you're coming from with that. But and and I'll be honest, when I opened this up and I saw how big the text boxes were for the (laughs) series, I was intimidated because I'm that person that like and I've mentioned on the podcast before, I struggle with reading 
Uh, I yeah. like I read very slow, so mm-hmm. a comic that has a lot of text, yeah, I I tend to veer away from. So you know, certain particular runs of X Men I will probably never read. Sure, but I honestly I love like the raw feel to the first story, like Devil by the Deed. I I I really dig a lot of the interesting layouts that Wagner throws in here the the art and i and i 100 get what you're saying as far as like anatomy wise 100 percent gets better with time yeah but i don't know there's just something about it that that like really draws me in and makes me want to read more and we talked about this before we started recording grendel is a series that i don't think you can i will never come out and say oh i love grendel because of the the content matter that is within this series is not something that you can like say you love without being kind of uh, raising an eyebrow because it's like, uh, this is what you love. What, what I enjoy is the style of writing. Yeah. But there is no one to root for like Hunter Rose, not someone you're trying to root for Argent. He's also slashing people to pieces. Not someone that you're really rooting for. Stacy, Stacy's a child. <laughs> Stacy's a child psychopath. You're not rooting for her either. It and there's all these themes like it brings in like story about pedophilia. There's child pornography charges against people. There's a one wedding that happens, and the night of the wedding, there's a sexual assault. It it is a it is a series that is so bogged down from. I don't want to say darkness, but it, it there are very mature themes that yeah. after you read it, you feel exhausted. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, but I think what happens with and why Grendel has taken on a bit of a, a, a classic legend in comics itself is because the legend of Grendel uh, and what Matt Wagner has done with the character is he didn't just say, okay, well, there's this one character and and he's dead, and now I'm gonna kind of, you know, keep going back to it, even though he has a little bit. But because there's been all these other Grendels, you know, for for a while it was just like, okay, somebody else taking on the mask. It reminded me of Spawn, right? Like you have the main spawn, but then you find out there's been all these other spawns, and it's like, okay, that's kind of an interesting thing. I'm wondering how influenced Spawn was from Grendel, because Grendel came out first. Um, I mean, very similar, <laughs> eerily similar. Look at the mask, <laughs> the mask, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe even Venom, like we were joking about earlier, but like maybe Venom might have been inspired by that um, in some ways, just like his motif and everything. But not to give too much away, you know, but, but we've talked about a lot of spoilers already, but Grendel becomes this allegory for um, hatred and aggression and the devil, uh, you know, in, in future storylines to the point where the concept of Grendel, like they have Grendel rulers that take on the name Grendel. Um, the Catholic church becomes world in the future, uh, has a nuclear war and the, the survivors are, you know, barely able to survive. And the Catholic church becomes this sort of like business, uh, oligarchy that that like takes on everything and they use this drug and they call it Grendel <laughs> and um, like that's weird and and then like later on um, there's stories that go into space you know there's a Grendel that that it, it involves aliens so it it kind of gets goes way out there and it's like goes into the future 
Um, my favorite version of Grendel is we mentioned earlier is Grendel Prime, who's this kind of buff, um, <laughs> big dude, and and he's he's you know kind of a assassin for hire, and he has l- legit a lightsaber, like he has a <laughs> a light shield and a lightsaber in the story Devil's Odyssey. And you look at that and you're like, this is the same book. <laughs> like it's, it is not look like the same book, but I read some of devil's odyssey and it's like, this is cool, man. Like this is weird and cool. And it definitely like gets out there away from the like street level, uh, uncomfortable violence, like violent porn is, you know, yeah. um, it, it's, it's more like, this is dealing with bigger themes than, than just than just like localized stuff. So it's really interesting to see what the concept of Grendel has become and and kind of smart in some ways. That's not just like one character. It's like it's, it keeps evolving. And I can see why from an artistic standpoint, from a writing standpoint, that anybody can come in and like put their little spin on it and have a little one shot and and why they've had done so many of these. And that's perfect for Dark Horse. Like it's perfect for them, you know, to to have all these little anthology series and why this character is going to stick around for another 35 years. Yeah. And I want to make it clear, even though I'm talking about how after I, I'm reading it, that it feels like I'm exhausted. It also makes me want to read more. I am very much invested in this character now because I want to learn more about the legacy mm-hmm. of Grendel. And I've seen the design for Grendel Prime and it's very (laughs) like it's very like Agent Venom. Yeah. Yeah. To me, like you even got like the spiky back shoulder type Mm -hmm. of thing. And I dig the design. I I'm excited to find out what comes next for this character. I'm excited to see the next iteration to to finally read about the female Grendel that comes after Mm -hmm. because of her close connection to Hunter Rose that we just focused on. And yeah, it's, it's a character that I knew nothing about doing this episode. Now that there's so much content to read, I have a lot of uh, educating myself to do. Oh, so here's another little fun fact. And this may, may be a little bit of a spoiler, but so the second storyline that, that involves the female Grendel. She ends up fighting a vampire is the main antagonist in the series, who is a character that doesn't die. And it's got a name that I can't pronounce, but, uh, but that character comes back later in a future Grendel storyline in this Catholic church, uh, in in the storyline, um, God and the devil, where this devil, this, uh, vampire has basically become the Pope, (laughs) but he's secretly the vampire (laughs) and he's like trying to do all this stuff. So it's like, it's it's just another like these these things are connected and it's it's really interesting. I was like, this is weird. Cool. And I'm kind of into it. I'm like, I'm kind of like I didn't read all of Grendel. There's a lot to read. There's a a lot of stuff. But I'm like you said, I'm, I'm very I wouldn't put down the opportunity to to read more and get more into it and like read little uh, more into the characters and stuff like that. I'm curious if that had any influence on Netflix's midnight mass. I I mean, I think, well, let's get into adaptations actually, because I'm, there's no hard conclusive evidence. And I think this is one of those adaptations that we can 
maybe point to a few things that might have been influenced by Grendel. And we mentioned maybe maybe Venom, maybe Spawn in comics. Uh, I got a lot of like American Psycho <laughs> vibes, yeah, which came out in the so. late 80s. And this, you know, the original Grendel, you know, built up popularity in the early 80s. And I'm like, this is very, very similar to American Psycho, like the Patrick Bateman character. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I mean, he doesn't dress in a mask or anything, but it's just like the way he's like, you know, I'm a professional guy and I'm super good looking. And then at night, he's just I mean, that's that's a great movie and it's disturbing. But it's, it's I was like, oh, that reminds me of that. The the art style, it, it's very reminiscent of like Frank Miller, Dark Knight, which comes out in the late 80s um, or even like uh, Sin City, you know, his Sin City, like the, the stark black and white kind of stuff with a little bits of color mixed yeah. in Get that yellow um, in there. Yeah. So it's, it's just really interesting, like how many things, and again, we can't really prove it, but I can see from the way that the comics community was, you know, tight knit in the eighties and how some of these characters like Wagner and Mike Mignola and, you know, um, you know, took their start. And but they but they end up being like artists, artists, like artists that they're like, oh, this is an artist that I respect for what they do. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 kind of you can kind of see, like, I wonder how many things that Grendel itself has actually um, influenced in terms of like the, the the concept of the antihero and or the villain that we root for. Right. Quote unquote um, root for. Yeah, root for the concept of, of aggression. Um, so as far as adaptations, there have not been any live adaptations. And to my knowledge, there have not been any animated adaptations. Uh, but there was almost an adaptation from Netflix. As recently as 2022, there was supposed to be a Netflix TV series of Grendel uh, that was going to adapt the Hunter Rose storyline. Uh, Abu Bakr Ali was cast as Hunter Rose, um, and they had already had a production series. They had cast many of the uh, supporting characters, but it was canceled. And currently they are supposedly shopping around to other buyers. So maybe it'll still turn up as a yeah. uh, limited series. I could definitely see this on like Amazon Prime. Um <laughs> like they they seem to have some success of adapting some violent comics so i mean like <laughs> yeah i think amazon prime would be a good spot for it but it even had an eight episode order from mm -hmm. netflix and then they mm -hmm. just were like nope we're not doing it yeah it's interesting like we we just spent five billion dollars on the knives out sequels <laughs> so we don't we don't got the money for this i'm wondering if maybe you know they they adapted sandman netflix did sandman um, another very high concept, you know, uh, very narrative heavy, um, lots of dark themes and stuff. And I'm wondering if some people are like that, that maybe that's enough for now. Like that let's hold off on doing something that's like weird, high concept kind of, uh, you know, eighties comics adaptation. Who knows? Uh, we are not, affiliated with netflix but netflix if you want to sponsor comic book keepers please reach out to comicbookkeepers at gmail.com and let's talk let's talk netflix ba -dum, ba -dum, dum. all right uh so now it's time to move on to 
one of our most popular segments. What Each issue we do what nerds do best, we share our fever dream concepts for the comics that we love. And this week, we decided to ask ourselves, what comic book assassin would you like to see battle Grendel? Yeah, so it's kind of like... Uh, there, like we mentioned in uh, in some of the publication history, Grendel has fought Batman and actually held his own. Uh, Grendel Prime fought uh, Batman with his lightsaber and like took him <laughs> on, and he's one of the few people that can actually like fight Batman uh, pretty aggressively. So, but did he have prep time? I don't. I don't Prince. think he had a lot of prep time, but Batman did stop him from doing some bad stuff. So yeah, the the question is. Uh, we're pitting another assassin. What if another assassin from all of comics uh, were to fight Grendel? Who would it be? And uh, who do you go with? Who do you go with, Lance? So Hunter Rose has the innate ability to just be good at everything he tries. So I thought it would be interesting to throw him against uh, another person that is also very good at everything he tries. And, you know, can mimic it perfectly and that would be taskmaster mm-hmm. i think that throwing taskmaster up against hunter rose may be one of the few times where taskmaster is seen as very much the protagonist <laughs> because i think majority of people would be rooting for him versus grendel it, taskmaster just has that ability to mimic everything that he sees and is able to do it perfectly so being able to see Hunter Rose and being able to mimic his uh, combat style, seeing his fencing abilities, because Taskmaster is definitely good at fencing. I guarantee that as well. But just seeing two people that are good at everything they try, I feel like would make for a very interesting comic because I think there'd be a lot of back and forth of who might get the upper hand, but let's be honest. I think taskmaster wipes the floor with Grendel at the end of the day. <laughs> now, if we're talking Grendel prime, probably a more interesting fight. Uh, that would be, that would be an interesting uh, matchup for sure. Okay. I like taskmaster. That's a great pick. Um, I originally picked somebody, but I'm actually going to do a last minute uh, 180 and pick somebody else. I originally picked bullseye because mm-hmm. I thought, Hey, let's pit. Let's put him against an assassin that can't miss. That is whose aim is uh, undeniable. And it's just like, how can he fight this guy? So, but of course he's going to figure out a way to do it. Right. Grendel is, is good at adapting and probably on the drop of a hat can be like, I'm going to figure out a way to stop him um, because you can stop bullseye, but bullseye is relentless, but I I'm changing my decision uh, to uh, Deathstroke, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Deathstroke. Uh, Slade Wilson is a notorious assassin and just um, will not stop once he gets motivated. Um, he is a uh, probably the biggest you know antagonist against like the Teen Titans, and he's gone up against Batman. And you do not want to get on Slade Wilson's bad side. He was the inspiration uh, for the uh, Wade Wilson character of Deadpool, <laughs> um, as, as we talked about in the Deadpool episode. So I think Slade, just his hardness and the the grittiness of his his background and how he's just like, I'm going to find out his weakness. 
I'm going to find out who he is. I'm going to find out what he cares about. And I'm going to take him out. Like, I, I think he would he would psychologically figure out a way to stop Grendel. I see this comic being as Grendel has moved his way into kind of like Gotham, wanting mm-hmm. to take over the crime crime syndicates of Gotham. Yeah. Take on the crime Lord persona. Exactly. And so the other crime Lords in the area go out and hire, hire Deathstroke yeah, to yeah. deal with Grendel. Carmine Falcone. <laughs> and I am, and I can already see the cover of this issue where it is Deathstroke's sword in between the two blades of yeah. Grendel's <laughs> tuning fork. Like that, that cover alone sells uh, issues. So, you, you know, you know, Dark Horse, Marvel, call us. We got ideas. DC, here, here it is. Yep. Oh, wait, did I say Marvel? Yeah, Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> Dark Horse, DC, let's do it. Everybody, DC, Dark Horse, Marvel. Yeah, Marvel and DC. Can we freaking get some more amalgam? Like, let's get some more crossovers. It'll happen. Oh, Disney and Warner Brothers, they, they don't get along, though. I don't think <laughs> it will, but I want it. I need more crossovers in my life. They'll do it at some point. All right. Well, it is time to close the book on Grendel. So until next time, this is Chris. And this is Lance. Reminding you to keep your friends close. But your comic books closer. Beowulf. <laughs> Beowulf.